Hello, everyone. We are live again for another episode of Downright Annoyed with Movies. Uh, this is our 10th episode, so we're in double digits here. Thank you, everyone who's watched all of them so far. And if you're new, welcome. Um, as always, I am surrounded by a wonderful cast of characters. So uh, I will go ahead and hand it off to, to my co-host here to introduce himself and tell us where you can find him. Great. Hey, hey, how's it going, everybody? I'm Michael, one of the hosts from the Downright Nerdy Podcast and uh, the co-host of Downright Annoyed with Movies with Jackson from Bored and Annoyed. We appreciate everybody here watching and listening uh, wherever it is you guys are. Um, we do a weekly show where everybody uh, is able to choose uh, a movie that they want or we get to choose one of our movies. It's kind of fun. Um, this week, we are going to be reviewing Rollerball, 1975 flick starring James Caan. Um yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun ride. Uh, hope you guys enjoy the uh, review. Thanks. Thank you, Michael and uh, Cookie, or actually Ken. Sorry, <laughs> Ken. Ken. Hey, my name's Ken. I'm from Pinkies Out Podcast. Uh, you can catch us on any of your podcasting platforms. We do a little bit on YouTube, and uh, yeah, we're trying to get more motivated to do more. But uh, but the quarantine's making it kind of hard to get together. So. And now, Cookie, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to, you know, make sure you were on your toes or anything. But You're all good. <laughs> I'm Cookie from Just Little Podcast. You can find me on Instagram at Just Little Podcast, all social media platforms. And as well, you can find uh, me on YouTube as well on a couple of different channels uh, like this one. So, yeah, check me out. Sweet. And uh, Paul? Hey, guys. Uh, Paul from the podcast Tales from the Flipside. We're live on YouTube every Monday night about 930 kind of review what the comic and collectibles we've picked up since the last show and um it's kind of shoot the breeze during this um comic intermission time that we're all suffering through so check us out if you can sweet and uh last but not least ryan not kyle ryan hey guys my name is kyle i represent monster energy drinks uh, no, my name is Ryan. I'm from the Fake Nerd Podcast. Uh, we're a weekly pop culture podcast, much like the other cool dudes here. Uh, we have new episodes every Sundays. Um, we're going live now on Sundays because we're all quarantined away from each other. So it's a little it's a little harder to record our regular episodes, but it's actually easier to do live stream nerd episodes, kind of like we're doing right now. Uh, we talk about movies, comics, video games. Everything's on hold right now, but we're still talking about every movie you want to see. We are reviewing New Mutants this week. Check us out. We're reviewing New Mutants. <laughs> Yeah, if you could patch me in for some of those, uh, Ryan, it would be <laughs> greatly appreciated. Yeah, I'm I got to get, I gotta get you movie. the movies first, though. I got to I gotta get them to you first. Hey, yeah, that'd be great. Do it up. Um, I mean, but just yeah, spread anyway. the wealth to everybody. Yeah. yeah, there you go. I'm, uh, I'm Jackson, uh, and you're here, so you know where to find me. Uh, BoredAndAnnoyed.com, YouTube on Bored and Annoyed, that sort of thing. But um, before we dive into Rollerball, um, those of you who are new or didn't watch last episode uh, know that Rollerball was our sports pick. So this was not one that was necessarily picked the way we normally do. Uh, this was part of a genre, uh, a genre battle, so to speak. So um, every month we are going to pick a new genre, um, and the genre is random. So uh, I guess we'll start by picking the the first genre this week and at, or this month. And at the end of the month, these genres will be up against each other in a wheel. The winning genre will have a batch of movies that are that are decided on. Um, and looks like I picked the wrong wheel, guys. Stand, <laughs> stand by. That was the wrong. Um, here, here, here's how I'm going to do this. I'm just going to 
share a screen instead of an application window. Wheel of misfortune. Yeah, see, I can't do anything right. That's one thing you'll learn when I'm hosting the show. Is that uh, nothing happens smoothly. So here we go. So here are our genres, and I'm going to hurry up and spin this because the quality gets worse as it's up here uh, longer. So while this spins, basically, as soon as this lands, uh, feel free in the comments to suggest a movie that fits into this category. Um, that will be added to the list of movies. First genre this month is sci-fi. So I'm imagining this crew that's one of the easiest ones for us to fill up this uh, list with. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, right. so start, uh, go ahead and suggest, everybody suggest one movie. And, uh, Michael, if you want to throw that um, little scroller. You've yeah, actually, here, I'm going to do Look this at you. one here. Perfect. Here, I'm going to get this here. I'm going to switch this uh, seconds. Go for it. Yeah, so so now uh, you know everybody in the chat. Go ahead and suggest a sci-fi movie. Uh, those will be added to the list of possible films at the end. If science fiction wins the final genre spinoff, then we'll pick a science fiction movie. So um, yeah, you know it might not be clear. My explanation probably stinks, but go ahead and throw a sci-fi movie down. Now on to the topic of at hand: Rollerball. Um, you know, uh, Michael, I think last week the whole clock deal uh, worked well. So let's let's go ahead and go around giving our initial thoughts on Rollerball. And we'll start with you, Michael. Throw the clock on yourself. Uh, okay, what did great. you think of Rollerball? Cool. 30 seconds or less. Um, I was pleasantly surprised about Rollerball. It had a lot of holes, but um, it wasn't, it wasn't as uh, terrible as I thought it was going to be ish i have more to say i don't need the whole 30 seconds <laughs> <laughs> there you go all right we'll start that timer over and we'll we'll yep. go to ken uh, i share some of mike's sentiment uh pleasantly surprised i you know i remember this movie being better than it was i remember it being more action-packed um but I, I i liked it it wasn't bad it was just it really drug in the middle i think they could have cut half an hour off of this and it would have been a great movie um I don't have anything else to say. I mean, it's some of those movies you can just watch and and you're not sad you watched it, but you're not thrilled either. So, cool. All right, Cookie. Um, it was an enjoyable film. It uh, it definitely had quite a bit of plot holes that needed to be filled. A lot of wasted space, wasted time that could have been filled with something to kind of bring everything together. Uh, I thought it had a solid meaning behind it, and it just was, wasn't was executed as well as it could be. But then you're looking in 70s, which it's a different era, different time. So if you put your mindset into that aspect, it's a pretty pretty decent movie. I enjoyed it. All right, and uh, thank you, Cookie. Paul? Oh, it was a tough watch. I thought it was, I thought it was too long. Um, <clears throat> I don't think it, it did a good enough job of um, establishing the – the universe that it was in, um, but detail-wise, why they wanted to get rid of the main character, I don't think was explained well enough. Um, his seeking of the truth kind of fell on its face, in my opinion. Um, but, uh, I mean, it was kind of had some blood sport slash gladiator theme to it as far as the sport itself. Awesome. And uh, Ryan? 
Yeah, I uh, I'm I surprisingly like this movie uh, a lot. Uh, everything you guys said is true. I do think it's a little too long. I think um, there are some plot holes. I do think this movie could be a lot shorter. But I do think the themes that it does present. And um, I'm not a big sports guy, so uh, I uh, I thought the the sport that that this that was in this movie was really interesting. And the further it went along, and the more heinous it got, uh, I actually enjoyed. It. And it was like there's so much more behind the scenes with like uh, government and conspiracies and all that stuff that I enjoyed. Look at you just coming in under the clock there, Ryan. I tried. Just did it. Uh, yeah. So my 30 seconds, um, you know, everybody says Gladiator ripped off uh, Ben-Hur. I actually think Gladiator ripped off Rollerball. Um, it was basically that plot line. Um, I think that's one of the problems I have with the movie is it, it, it has this, uh, you know, uh, narrative about a guy who's kind of becoming bigger than the thing. The, the powerful people are that have him put in that situation. I don't think they really did enough to uh, explain that or have that payoff in the end, but I love the sports scenes and the movie's okay, I guess. Cool. Um, yeah. So there you go. We all did it in 30 seconds. Now I'm just going to go ahead and start. Uh, I'm going to, you know, hog the limelight here. Uh, the middle hour of this movie between the two rollerball scenes, the two main beginning and the ending is so goddamn boring and meandering I, I was so bored out of my mind in so many places in this uh i couldn't help but tune out quite a few times what was happening and i still don't think i missed much you know like i was just kind of lost in my own headspace um there's little things about it that i liked like essentially the plot is that there's this game in the future called rollerball and um it, it seemed to me that basically corporations now run the world um and they all kind of have their own teams in this rollerball sport um and i think it's kind of how they keep the populace entertained and and in line so to speak um yep. But yeah, they they start with a rollerball game, and then it's uh, one of the one of the guys played by James Caan, the main character. He is like the MVP every year. He's the best at the game, um, and I think the fear is that he's becoming bigger than the sport. So they try to force him into retirement, uh, and that's basically the plot. Why is he being forced into retirement? What's he going to do about it? Um, yeah, I. Uh, it, it I'm going to bounce off you real quick. Uh, okay. Everything you said is right, and I do I do agree that um, all the ideas presented here, almost all of them, I I think are cool, but they're almost all underutilized or underexecuted in some way. Um, the the gladiator reference or the gladiator uh, metaphor is very apt. Uh, it is about uh, no one person should be bigger than a corporation, and it's about how if you a single individual can make a difference, and how in this future that's not how the world works. And he's this dude who is like giving people inspiration. Um, again, I don't think it explores that as much as I want it to. Um, but the idea is there. And I do think the stuff between him and Bartholomew, I think that's the executive's name, uh, is good enough for me. Um, and I think James Conn is good enough where most of that stuff uh, lands for me. Um, the middle act definitely, definitely drags. There's definitely a lot of meandering. Uh, I, we, I definitely think we could use a couple more... Uh, 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 sports events. Uh, there's only, I think two or like two and a half. Um, but, uh, the individualism of like, no one is bigger than, than, than the game. Uh, I think that that's pretty, pretty, uh, well executed for the most part, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah I, um, I would go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead, Mike. 
Yeah, I was no, just going to say you, that. You know, I talk uh, too much. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to say that the uh, um, I, I agree everything about what you and uh, uh, Ryan were saying as well. Uh, but the uh, the biggest part for me that I actually really enjoyed a lot because I, I am a sports guy, I enjoyed the cinematography of when they were actually on the uh, rink and the camera angles were right at like right at the feet or at the bottom of the tires or the motorcycles. Um, I thought that was really, really cool. Um, yeah, the middle part, uh, I mean, so this is how I watch it. I went outside to smoke uh, a cigar, and uh, the I, I was kind of tuning in and out the entire time. I know I didn't miss much at all, but I, it was, I, was, I was entertained for most part. I mean, I don't know if it was because I'm a huge James Conn fan. I don't know if I'm biased because of that, um, but... Uh, but yeah, when you guys were talking in the group text, I think Pinky uh, Ken, you were saying that you wanted one of those laser guns. Man, that was really like I, I really wanted that. And um, just one last thing before I, I just want to piggyback off what Ryan said. The uh, the overall theme about government and one person being above, uh, not not being able to be above this. It reminded me a lot of Hunger Games. I don't know if uh, that kind of kind of reminded like a futuristic thing where sure. one person yeah, kind of going about is. going. They didn't want her. They didn't want James Con to be like their version of a Katniss Everdeen or something. Same idea. Yeah. 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 Also real quick. This was the first movie that uh, I just looked, I just saw it. Um, uh, this is the first movie that Hollywood gave recognition to its stunt actors in the credits because the stunts well, were so her. vital. Yeah. I think all the action in this movie is insane. I can't believe that James Caan actually did a lot of these stunts and the cast and stuntmen had so much fun with this rollerball game. They actually played it in between takes and they act, it's a, it's a real <laughs> game with real rules. And they yeah. tried to buy the rights from the author to make it a real sport because it's so believable. That's cool. I do, That's so I cool. do think I do think that the actual that. game of rollerball in the movie is awesome. I yeah. like it's just those scenes, like at the end, the main big rollerball, you know, scene between New York mm -hmm. and uh and, and uh, uh where are they from? Houston. 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 Yeah, I uh, I was like I was totally engaged in that, regardless of how bored I was for large portions of the movie. But, but yeah, Ken, uh, what did you think of the rollerball sport? And just in general, you know, what are your kind of long, long form thoughts on the movie? Well, the sport itself, I thought looked fun. I mean, I'd like to go out and try it. I'd probably kill myself. I'd end up like moon pie on a ventilator. But, um, you know, it, it, I really did. I think the sport could be viable. I mean, you'd have to do a lot of things to make sure people didn't die as much, but no, I, I liked it. It, um, the, the whole dystopia, maybe it's because since then that was kind of a new genre, the dystopia future movies. Cause wasn't that right about the time that Omega man came out and, um, uh, Logan's run and all that. Yes. All within a few years. Of the seventies was very much all about that kind of stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. And since I, th I feel like we've hit that cycle again, both in movies and books and TV shows. So maybe I'm, I kind of got like, Oh God, great. You know, corporate America is evil. Ooh, you know, I, I I'm over <laughs> that in movies. these days. This was a trendsetter though for that. This was right. No, I understand it, yeah. that. But am I the only other person I'm watching this and I'm thinking, Hmm, this kind of reminds me of demolition, man. Are they going to make a reference to the three shells? I love demolition. Man. <laughs> it so, is. Uh, it's right. You before don't know Star the three Wars. shells. It's right before Star Wars, so it's yeah. still kind of sci-fi trying to find its footing, right? I mean, right. 
Uh, you had like 2001 A Space Odyssey was a big hit. But other than that, it's not like the, you know, gigantic sci-fi movies had even existed yet. And this is kind of mm-hmm. another uh, smaller one that is fun. But uh, but yeah, Cookie, I, uh, I actually, yeah, Cookie, if you want to uh, real quick, can you explain the rules of rollerball? What are the rules of the sport? That is a tough one. Um, I would say, guess get the ball inside of the hole is the objective of the game and try not to get killed as you're doing it. Um, it seems like the inner ring is the out of bounds. So if the ball ends up landing out there, you end up landing outside of that inner ring, then you're, you're essentially the, the ball's now forfeit. You have to get a new ball shot in and the objective is just to get that ball in there. Um, I, I enjoyed it for the sport of it and the action of what's happening, but the sport as a whole, I, I didn't see any, any excitement to it besides people kind of trying to kill each other for the most part. Yes. Yes. I think killing each other is vital to the sport of rollerball. If you don't yeah. have that, I don't know how exciting it is, but, <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, actually I'm about to sneeze. So Michael, you're going to have to pitch the next person. Oh, no worries. Paul, what do you think? That's easy. Uh, pinball <laughs> on roller skates. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, the sport itself is cool. I w- that would have been neat if they got the rights to make it a real, uh, a real sport. Um, I, I think if the movie was shorter, it would have been better. But the whole um, supercomputer thing that the scientist was yelling at, like it was some child, even though oh, it was God. Be, you know the smartest thing in the world, is that what's controlling these uh, uh, the executives and. I just I wish they could have explained it a little better. Um, I think my favorite part of the movie is when he's talking to his trainer about the history, and he mentions like the NFL and what you know. I think he was talking about Chicago, um, like what the what the world used to be like. Um, I think that was neat um, just to get a little glimpse of of that because in this world they live in, nobody knows. They just there there's no history because there's no books. It's all in this supercomputer that's. If you want a copy of whatever book, it's edited and things like that. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I marginally enjoyed it. Uh, the laser gun was cool. <laughs> and the, again, all that stuff like about the supercomputer, like all the books and all of history has been edited the way that the corporations want. That is such a fascinating idea that they don't do anything with. Yeah. Uh, the supercomputer. Yeah, it's, yeah, the, it's 1984. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, the the supercomputer scene itself, like I, I enjoyed this movie, but that's the one scene where I'm like, what's going on? Why why did he go all the way to? Uh, why did he go across the world to go talk to a computer for five minutes and doesn't get information? That scene could have been cut. The movie would have been fine. Yeah, that, uh, and the scene where he talked to his ex wife, like I, I oh that whole understand. thing. I see yeah. that one I'm okay with because it's a corporation trying to get to him through his wife, and she does she really love him? And like I actually found that scene kind of sad when he has to erase her like the one thing that he has a memory of her. I was okay with right. that part. I yeah, like I think- that too. I actually like the idea that they like kind of assign girlfriends to him. They can take <laughs> you know, away. That no, sucks. that part yeah. in mind. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's a pretty good like, life oh. he lives. You know, yeah, I mean, oh, your name's they just assign okay. you girlfriends, right? Yeah. Where are this? <laughs> I want to. I want to talk yeah. about my my favorite scene real quick. It's actually it is actually the laser gun scene, but it's because uh, as like a film student who thinks about what that scene means, uh, I want to see what you guys before I say what you guys think that scene means when he's talking to the executive and then the people are just shooting the trees. What do you think that scene's about? Obscene power. Okay. I mean, I'll let somebody else. I'll let somebody else take that. Because I, I think this is something probably, that could be. It could be different for everyone. I'd say reckless, reckless power that they're above morality. Because um, 
violence and explosions is just they're just entertainment to them. They have yeah. no consequence. They're above consequence. There's no conscience. There's no social conscience anymore because it's all driven by economic factors. And you can kind of you see know, in John in James Conn's face, like as he's like looks out the window as he's uh seeing that he sees the explosion, he just kind of looks like almost in disgust as to what he's like a part of, you know? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, on that note too, Ken, being a huge football fan that I am, um, it it did it, it is disturbing. Yeah, the foosball, right. I uh it is disturbing because I know, you know, these guys are I mean, they're paid a ton of money, right? So I Absolutely. don't feel horrible for them but at the same time it's like i do get enjoyment when there's that hit that's just like you know just right. loud as can be and you're like oh man i jump out of my seat you know so oh, yeah. so yeah I, uh, I think that that's right um it is kind of making commentary on what we're entertained by and is that morally sound and and if that is the message then they're making it very early because in the 70s obviously we're still 30 plus years away from cte being a thing that's discussed um you know so yeah i mean that's that's a good point but ryan what uh what what were you getting at as uh for the most part for for, uh ken's actually right for the most part but i also viewed it as um, the trees represent nature, and that also represents James Kahn and how he's a force of nature, and they're trying to take out him, but nature grows no matter what. Like, you can't stop nature from growing. So I thought uh, that was also, like, they're trying to take out, actually, like, like or they're trying to take out the earth, and you can't do that. And James Kahn is, like, he's the rock, and they can't take out the rock, you know what I mean? Uh, not the rock. They never take Dwayne out Johnson. the rock. Yeah, no, Can Dwayne Johnson is on this. Dwayne is I'm ready for I'm ready for a rollerball remake uh, starring The Rock. Let's try oh, it again. Wow. The Rock. You stole me right there. So <laughs> real quick, the rollerball remake takes place in the present day. It's not dystopian and it's almost all action, not political. And it's and so that might that might be a movie we should watch way later on to compare, but it's also like horrible. Like just horrible. Uh, hey, you can so, win the spin, Ryan. You might win today. Maybe that's the movie. Oh my god, double rollerball? That'd be awful. <laughs> or just rollerball a second time. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. See what we didn't see. I'm thinking Children of Dune from the Sci-Fi Network. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah, no mini, no mini series allowed, Ken. No mini series. Uh, you can't allowed. change the rules on me now. <laughs> uh yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I don't have much else to say. I do think, to your point, Michael, I thought the cinematography, especially during the the rollerball action scenes, was great. Everything mm-hmm. was sold very well. You know what I mean? Like, it really seems brutal. It feels brutal. Uh, I will say that I do find it to be epic at the end when there's no time limit, no rules. Uh, I love when it's just him that's left and the one other guy on the bike and the other guy just doesn't even go near him. You know, he just, he won and it is, it, it, it is a really well put together scene. Yes. Yeah, he, he didn't just the beat the game. He beat the corporation. It right? feels like yeah. a revolution. But that, like but it's the, the start of a revolution. part of the game. Do you, do you yeah, guys, did yeah, you guys you want to, to figure out? Mule. Go ahead. Sorry. Hold on. No, hold no, on. Hold ahead, on. One at a time. One at a time. Ken. Cookie. Okay. Cookie. I'm calling on you. I'm cook. I'm calling on you. Did you guys want to know why they wanted to rebel? What was, what, what's. What's this hope that they're bringing to the people? Because it seems like, yeah, corporations running everything, but we don't get that sense of why it's such a bad reason. We know now, of course, real-life corporations, but as far as in the film, as far as in their dystopian world, why is the corporation... So you're asking, like, all right, if this is a revolution, to what end? 
Yeah. Yeah. Correct. And Paul, you you rose your hand. You want to take that one? Well, unless I misheard the question, was your cookie? Were you asking why the corporations were scared of him? No, no. I know why they're scared of him. I want to know what's the purpose behind having him get retired because he is going to be that beacon of hope. But oh. what's the hope from? Yeah, I guess I understood. Then they want to get rid of him because he's getting bigger than the sport, and their fear is that the spectators will will feed off that where they will have their own personal identity and then things will start to fall apart again. They'll lose yes. their control as the corporation. So they're like, yeah, you had a good run. And they did 10 years or something. Didn't they say? Yeah. 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 Ten so, years. Um, it, so they wanted him to retire before the game people. isn't meant to have to, the game. Main, the game is meant to kill people. It is not meant yep. for you to prolong and to become an, to become a superstar. It was never meant for that. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, Ken, right. Uh, you, you were, you were interrupted by me and Cookie, so we'll Sorry. let you talk now. Well, unfortunately like for what, all of us, right? Kind of like what Ryan is saying, though. Um, the the game is designed so that no one wins. Okay, so all of a sudden you've got a guy that's living and thriving in this game for over a decade, right? So what's happening? And Bartholomew references it when they have their big fight when he says, "Up yours, I'm going to Tokyo. You can't stop me." He said, you know, they make references. The game was not designed to be won, and he has won the game. And it's not just the rollerball game, but it's the corporation game, too. No one is supposed to be able to break out of that mold that they put society into. So he represents freedom. He represents growth, personal growth, because everybody's being sold you know, who their spouse is, what they read. They don't even read books. They're just given summaries by an AI, right? So It's, it's a that, controlled he, world. Right. And he, he, he represents chaos in the system. You know, they've built this game, which is a pressure release valve for social aggression, right? So all of your violent tendencies are being met by watching this game. Well, if he breaks the game, what happens? That valve right. breaks. And then internal pressure builds inside the society and boom. You know, yeah, I think that's said. I think it's like, it's almost like Cookie, I, uh, you know, I, you just talking about a Cookie, asking that question made me think of the Matrix, right? That's, it's like, yeah. nobody yeah. knows, nobody knows they're in the Matrix, right? And during, everybody's kind of just living in blissful ignorance to an extent. Um, and maybe that's the case in this world. They don't know what they're missing out on by not having individuality. There might not be like a, a current crisis that's happening. Uh, if there is, we certainly aren't shown it, which mm -hmm. this movie doesn't really show how society is happening. Maybe that's a fault of the movie. I don't know what world they're really living in outside of these corporations and this rollerball game. I never see the spectators in their natural habitat, so to speak, which I guess could be a problem. Um, but, but I think that's the idea is that this will wake up the people to, to realize that like, Oh, I'm being controlled. You know, yeah. the, the only um, they really focus on the upper class uh, they're being controlled by the little pills that they all hand out and they're all basically just partying all the time. The only reference I get to the outside world is, um, I think again, that scene where he's talking to his trainer and his trainers mentioning Chicago, how Chicago area or, or the state used to be like the food production, um, uh, capita or whatever. Yeah. I think so what, he mentions a city and then, um, and then that's when his current, assigned girlfriend walks off in uh, Indianapolis. Oh, I'm going to Indianapolis. And he's like, whatever happened to that place? 
So, so nations and countries don't exist anymore. It's all, they're all corporations. So, so Jonathan E is part of the energy corporation and there is the food corporation. And like, so like Chicago is who makes the food. Houston is who makes the energy Tokyo, who they make whatever they make. So like they don't dive into it too much, but, um, I don't think you need, I don't think you need every kernel to understand it. You probably could use a little bit more, but like that wasn't, I wasn't looking for that too much. I got yes, I got it. enough. I totally missed that because I was probably during the time that I zoned out a little bit. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. Like I zoned out a lot in during that, that middle part, middle section of the movie. And um, I mean, I didn't feel like I missed much, but apparently I guess I did. I mean, I like that. And even, I think uh, somebody mentioned uh, they talked about, they referenced the NFL in Chicago. I told, I was totally blanking on that. I didn't. Well, I to be fair to screen you, screen Michael, blanket, huh? to be fair to you, Michael, to be there, fair. you know, there is a reason why even when you're doing exposition, you need to have your characters like engaging in some exciting way because that's what happens. I'm sorry. I, I spaced out a lot too. There's only so much of shot reverse shot in boring rooms with, with boring dry dialogue that one can take before they're bored out of their mind and they start thinking of naked women or something. You know, <laughs> you just can't. It's just Good broken point. in that way. And not, again, not the, that the movie, yeah. not that the movie has like nothing to say or that the plot is bad, but sometimes it's just too boring. You know, being being a 1975 moderately low budget sci-fi movie, it is the people talking parts are boring. Like I cannot deny that at all. Um, uh, for me, like I. I, I didn't find myself zoning out, but I definitely had to. I had to, I had to keep paying attention. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna start looking at my phone because like I want to know everything about this world. Um, and it doesn't flesh it out as much as I'd want. But um, for me, I, the, the like one of the final lines in the movie is like one of the guys is talking to an executive, and he's like, "This isn't even a game anymore." And the executive's like, "It was never a game." And yeah, I'm like, yeah. "That's good. That's good." Towards the end, yeah, <laughs> that's good. Yeah. I just want to point out what Solo Wookie is saying. Uh, by the way, thank you, Solo Wookie, for always being a uh, big thank supporter you. of the show. Um, it's very choppy film, like the old style Bond movies. It cuts scene, no dialogue. There's a character walking through a lobby, and a scene in the in an office, and a chop into outdoor scene walking to next. I think the differences between this and the Bond movies is that Bond had very uh, interesting characters throughout. Like everybody was interesting in the Bond movies, uh, whereas this one. Uh, uh, like I didn't, we didn't so care boring. about anybody except for 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 James Con and I guess Bartholomew. I care about Moon Pie's mustache. Yeah, I was gonna say his mustache. I guess yeah. Rocking. If you want, if you want, if you want, just make the mustache a character. Then yeah, <laughs> just the mustache. Moon Pie. Now Moon Pie is the one who gets thrown on the ventilator, right? The the guy in a coma. Yeah, is that Moon Pie. Yep. Yeah, I actually pie. think he might have been my favorite character outside of James Con. Like he's got, like, you know, he's got some spunk to him. Out of curiosity, yeah. <laughs> any, for anybody who watched this for the first time for this move for this uh, show, did anybody else think that that was going to be a bad guy? Like he was like almost like yep. going to be he was almost tasked huh. by the uh, by the corporation to replace James Con. Maybe I think I think he, I think he to control him. I thought he was, I didn't think he was a bad guy, but I thought he was going to be a screw up who like screwed something up for the team and mm. got too foolhardy. You know what I mean? That's kind of yeah. the, that's the position I thought he was in. And that's not how it played out to the movie's credit at all. So. Yeah. yeah. When he, when he interrupted the the training to, to hear the Japanese tactics, I thought that was going to be his downfall of, well, you, you had your chance to like actually have real training and strategy. And then you turned it into a, you know, a macho. Man. I like that scene too. I, 
I did. That might have been one of my favorite scenes. I like the idea that they all have their different styles. You know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. that's some good world building hey, there. So, why don't we do that? Yeah. Why don't we do that? Uh, starting with you, Jackson. Let's build upon that. Let's go across the horn. Uh, favorite scenes. Uh, well, I guess if you're starting with me, I mean the the final rollerball game i thought was excellent i like was totally for a movie that bored me to death most of the way through i really 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 was impressed with that final scene the stunt work um and ryan that's great trivia that this was the first stunt team that was really uh uh featured like this because they deserve it in my opinion it's so crucial to the movie so yeah that was my favorite scene the ending nice all right my favorite scene was actually the one in the hospital with moon pie and the guy was trying to tell him that, Hey, you need to sign this so we can turn off life support. And James Conn's is just like, well, a, a plant doesn't talk and it still grows towards the sunlight Yes, and, and just walks away. And well, there's protocol. He's like the hell with your protocol and just walks away. That I, I like that. I, to me, that was an awesome scene. I, mm-hmm. it, not a lot of action, but it's just, just very poignant, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The action scene, I guess, with Japan, when they were in Japan, I thought that was epic. All the cinematography for that was absolutely stunning. And it, it really captivated the audience for that glimpse of moment just because it's all action. So that was my big thing. Nice. Yeah, Ken, I like that um, when he's trying to sell him with a smile. Like, oh, well, it's protocol and it's rules. But um, yep. uh, my favorite scene was um, when the man, when that guy um, got – smash in the face with the ball that comes right out of the uh, oh, oh yeah man. yeah the that gun or whatever you want to call sick, it ball. you're sick <laughs> I talk it. Damn. brutal uh yeah i think my uh if i have to choose one because uh, i think there are a lot of really good scenes in an overall okay movie um the final the final rollerball battle is is really brutal and intense and the thing i like about it is even the audience after a while becomes numb to how brutal it is and it's just quiet and it's just people killing each other. And it becomes a- an actual glad- gladiator arena. And just like when it is the final two opponents, when it's James Conn and the last guy, and they're just like, oh, man, this sucks. Uh, I thought that was really like pretty powerful. And and Ken, the, the scene you mentioned where he's like, um, when it is Moon Pie in a coma, and he's like, and, and what I like about James Conn, it's not like him yelling at the doctor. He's very subtly like, plants they you know they, they're not alive and they face the sun like it's him like processing like his friend being dead um i thought that was also very powerful well you totally stole my scene there ryan but uh, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll, talk, I'll talk a little bit more about it uh yeah the the scene when they were all ever the entire audience was quiet they're all kind of like taking in what they just saw and then uh you see bartholomew he's trying he like tries to get up and leave um and he's not able to, but James, it was a very like, are you not entertained from uh, what's right. his face? Uh, Gladiator. Uh, Gladiator, right? We talked about that earlier, but the, uh, yeah, it was a very, uh, uh, I think that was probably the most powerful. And I think one of the best scenes in the movie. Um, I'm glad it ended the way it did because uh, I mean, it's how often have we seen movies where it goes downhill real quick through the middle of the movie and then comes back at the end. It's, it's tough to tough to come back from, a, from a lot of, uh, uh, nonsense, I guess, in the movie that's that's needed. Um, so yeah, that was that was my favorite part of the movie. I think um, I think the corporations uh, did it did this to themselves because they uh, they kept trying to amp the game up to get him to quit or to get him to be killed by changing these rules. I think if they would have just left the rules as they were, 
wouldn't he have just kind of aged out and faded away? I think they created the revolution themselves by making him such yep. a star by changing these rules. And he kept, he not only have he, has he overcome 10 years of it, but now he's overcoming these last second rules that, that just come out of nowhere. And then they even create, the, co- they even the coach, villain. yeah, they create, and, but even the, uh, even the coach gives up on him in the end where he's like, you know, it was, he's, he's uh, on the corporation's payroll as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they did it to themselves. Yep. Yeah. I like no, it. I agree. Yeah. I like um, it. Just like we've done this to ourselves by creating <laughs> a show. Yeah. Right. We've created yeah. a monster. Hey guys, I'm yes. surprised want- that we all liked it as much as you guys did. Like, honestly, it's like, I'm happy. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, uh, on that happy. note, Sorry. On that note, Michael, we'll start with you then. No, don't worry about it. Hey, I mean, we're the kings of interrupting each other, aren't we? Uh, but anyway, yeah. I, I actually interrupted an entire I, I interrupted an entire <laughs> episode of your show today. So yeah, yeah, um, you totally yeah. Just no. Ended the whole broad the whole live broadcast. That was awesome. <laughs> Michael, Michael, what's your grade on this? Uh, on this or on you? Uh, you, I'm going to give you a, a C for Carol Baskin. Um, but that uh, bitch. <laughs> no, so uh, oh I'm going to give this movie. Uh, I'm going to give this movie a solid C, with a um, a possible C plus upside if you just want to fast forward through the middle 30 minutes. <laughs> okay, Ken. Well, I woke up with the sunshine in my eyes this morning. <laughs> Here we uh, go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll, I'll give it a B plus. Uh, you know, honestly, like like you said, we all agree the middle was just awful in this movie. But the more we've talked about it, actually, I've come to like I think I enjoyed the movie more than I did when I actually watched it earlier today, um, talking about all of it. And while I thought a lot of it was kind of a swing and a miss, I, I think that the. the <sighs> The content was there, maybe just not executed as good as it could have been. So I'll give it a B plus. Cookie, it's no Tuesday with Maury, but I mean it's it's pretty decent. I'd probably give it like a solid C plus, maybe maybe push into a B, depending on how much I have to drink. <laughs> Paul, yeah, I'm with Michael. So you know a C. I you know they had they had the right ingredients there. I think they just didn't mix them up uh, properly. Uh, but I mean it could have been a fault of the time and you know, the movies of, of that era and things like that. So I think talking about it with, a, with you know, with a group of buddies makes, makes it more enjoyable, but I'll still throw a C at it. All right, Ryan, we're the glasses crew down here. I just want you guys to realize we're the cool. <laughs> oh, <kids>. nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would give it, I would give it like, I would give it a, just a B. Like I, I, for being a 1975 sci-fi, oh, there you go, Ken, join us. Uh, for being like a 1975 sci-fi movie that tries to say something, uh, while having good action, I think for most for it, it works most of, most of the time. Um, it is based off a, a couple of books that the actually the guy who wrote the books wrote the screenplay for this. So um, it's kind of his own fault if his ideas didn't get translated, which is funny. Um, but yeah, I'd give it a B. Like, um, I think this is a really good movie to be remade today. Like, if they wanted to make a really good version of this, I think it's very possible. Yeah, I uh, you know that actually makes a lot of sense, Ryan. I would say that the worst Stephen King adaptations, for instance, are the the ones he wrote himself. Uh, honestly, uh, what's I'll the agree. the car one? Maximum Overdrive. Yes, no, right. That no, was but from I Buick uh, Eight from Buick Eight. I I uh, I think that um, this movie kind of stinks overall. I think you guys are all 
huffing huffing gas or whatever you're you're, you're doing drugs altoids. experimental you're drinking the, you're eating those altoids right i uh <laughs> i would say that this movie is a d plus um if those rollerball scenes weren't so goddamn awesome uh this would be an f it's just so boring it's yeah. just so poorly executed i you know the plot obviously like that idea can be done well we've seen it done before one man takes on a overarching nemesis and wins like there's no reason why this couldn't have been entertaining but it's just no boring job, that's so for sure. if i got so, yeah I'll, uh, I'll... real quick the guy the movie uh the two movies that he directed before this were fiddler on the roof and jesus christ superstar so this is a musical man who made rollerball so i think he, okay he, i think he translated like pretty well into an action movie for the most part it's just his dialogue is kind of boring no I'm all right well you know what time musical you know what time it is now oh it's wheel you time know what time it is now guys it's wheel time so oh, i'm gonna go ahead and share the wheel here um and yeah so paul was the last winner um so paul is defending champion here um i'm gonna shuffle this a couple times i guess Oh my and then we will go ahead and let's spin it here. And it is spinning. I don't Roller know how ball. well you guys can see it. Not on our end. But for it. Um, it looks like Hashtag it's rig. going to be oh my Ryan. No way. Who wins? Oh. No way. Oh, my oh, Lord. Right. Here we go. All right, guys. All right. So listen, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a caveat uh, so here. So, Ryan, uh, what is your yeah. pick? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually be a little nice here. I am actually interested in doing the other rollerball, or we can do, um, or we can do, or we can do 1990s cube. Nobody say anything. He has to make. make this decision You're himself. Right. Don't That's give him cool. any. Don't give him anything. It's all him. I really want to watch a horrible, horrible movie though. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick cube. There's a 1990s sci-fi movie called Cube that I think is really, really, really good, and I don't know who's seen I it. I have here. seen that movie. So I'm gonna oh, pick yeah. Cube. Oh hell yeah! I'm ready. Okay, yes. I'm ready cool. for Cube. Cool. Yep, I'll watch it. As long as we don't watch Cube Two and Cube Zero and Cube Three <laughs> and all the other cubes, please. Ever. Never seen them. Yeah, Cube I've never them. even heard of it. So but yeah, sure. oh good. Oh good, good. I well, like when we pick movies that no one's seen before. Yeah, oh, the past it, three hey. or four movies I have never seen or heard of. So. Good. That's what this okay. is Okay, well, hey, on that note, before we uh, take off, let's go ahead and go around the horn again. Uh, if everybody wants to kind of say their goodbyes, we'll start with Michael. Oh, cool. Well, hey, yeah, thanks, guys. I appreciate you guys uh, watching and uh, um, participating. Uh, this has been a really fun ride. This whole, this whole uh, thing is really cool, especially now that we're all – kind of uh quarantine in here I mean, everybody's uh we can all we can all come together and uh, uh watch these watch these movies have uh, have awesome talks about it uh this has just been a fun ride is make sure you guys click that uh, like button hit that notification bell so you know when the next one is uh so i guess cube will be uh uh the next one on the downright nerdy podcast uh, channel so make sure you follow us um yeah it'll be a good time sweet hey. and uh ken hey it's ken from pinkies out podcast you can find us on all the podcasting platforms. We're trying to get some YouTube stuff going. I'm hoping to talk Kurt and Andy maybe into going live for just a few minutes after this, uh, if we can. Um, but check us out. We're a bunch of guys. We like to drink beer and discuss beer, and then we kind of devolve from there. So check it out. Sweet. Uh, and Cookie. 
Hey guys, I'm Cookie from Just Little Podcast. You can find the podcast on all social media platforms at Just Little Podcast, on Twitter at Just Podcasting. Um, hopefully putting out more content in the near future. I actually have something lined up uh, coming up next week, so hopefully it's going to happen soon. Thank you guys for letting me come on the show each and every week. I enjoy it. It's a blast. Sweet. Thanks, Cookie. Uh, Paul. Hey, Paul from uh, Monday nights, 930. Tales from the flip side is live on YouTube. And um, if I uh, if I'm not bored you enough, just check out our YouTube channel. We actually have a bunch of more uh, different uh, videos up, uh, like three card money with uh, some other guys from uh, CBSI, um, some uh, foreign comic book uh, talk on global comic safari, and uh, all sorts of stuff. So um, it, if you don't want to check us out on Monday, at least check out our YouTube channel and see if something uh, catches your eye. Appreciate it. Sweet. Thanks, Paul. And uh, Ryan, not to be confused with Kyle from last week. Hey, guys. Week. Sorry. Kyle from Monster Energy Drink had to go. I'm Ryan from the Fake Nerd Podcast. Uh, we do our shows every Sunday where we talk about movies, comics, television shows, everything. Uh, again, we're in the quarantine, so it's going to be live because we're all stationed uh, away from each other. It'll probably be around 5 or 6 o'clock. If you want to see the review of New Mutants, Fox Disney's new X-Men movie that's definitely in theaters today, uh, watch us uh, do that tomorrow. Uh, I am personally at DJ Tony Snark everywhere uh, because I don't have a job anymore because of the virus. I'm streaming a whole lot of video games, uh, Animal Crossing, or I'm start playing Doom soon, uh, Overwatch. Uh, just uh, say hello. Just type any of these names in and I'm there. Goodbye. Wait, I, that. <laughs> I am your humble co-host, Jackson, and you can find our stuff at boardandannoy.com. We have been live streaming uh, every week on YouTube, our episodes during quarantine. And uh, this week was interesting, to say the least. So I would definitely, definitely check out their last one. I watched some of it. It's, it's something. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I definitely recommend not watching that one. <laughs> but, uh, no, we, we did a lengthy review of Kingdom. Um, and, by the way, if anybody has not watched Kingdom on Netflix fucking awesome so watch that. On it. two yeah, episodes it's in great I'm, I'm, I'm hooked it just gets better as it goes too and it looks like we lost cookie so that's a good time to uh to go ahead and end the show everyone thanks again for tuning in and check us out next week where we watch the 90s cult classic-ish movie cube awesome hashtag the rock for rollerball let's go <laughs> Ooh.